0: And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, I got the brush off again. I don't get it. Is there something wrong with the way I wave? Elbow, wrist, elbow, wrist. Why won't that little basset hound acknowledge me? I'm friendly. I give everyone peace of mind when I protect their homes through Progressive. He should be jumping for joy when I walk by. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe it's me. No, it's him. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
1: I know you guys have been waiting on this episode. of the- Lo, it's been like five days. I don't know what happened, man. Uh, but we're back. So the first two rounds of the playoffs have been wrapped up. And the conference finals is coming up, man. We got a lot to talk about. Lo, introduce yourself.
0: Yo, what up, podcast people? It's the one and only legend of winning, a.k.a. Low. Lo. Back with another episode of the All Top Podcast. Jeez, why do you introduce and, uh, everything like
1: a YouTube video, man?
0: Yo, can I can I live? Can I breathe? Can you can tell I them to a drop second, a like bro? on the video. What else, can man? I, subscribe can to I the I channel. Get a second, bro. Hit the um. Five. <laughs> Actually, you know, I don't know how people like consistently stay updated with this stuff, but yo, shout out to y'all who are updated and, and always rocking with us and stuff like that. And uh, this is the episode y'all been waiting for because I see y'all on Twitter hitting me up. This is what y'all been wanting, this is what y'all been waiting for So go ahead, Agent Since it's your I- team Introduce the- us to the topic
1: Alright, uh, first thing I want to say is Before we get into that Yo, the amount of people that have been hitting me up throughout the week Like, hey, yo, Agent, where's the motherfucking podcast? I'm oh like, god damn Yo, Lois, is this the numbers is growing, man, it's making me excited, yo Alright The Raptors, we'll get serious, though. <sighs> Going up against the Cleveland Cavaliers, man, they lost. And and Game 4 was worse than Game 3 because Game 3 was close. And DeRozan got benched and there was people arguing that DeRozan got bailed out and he was performing horribly. He had an atrocious plus-minus on the team. Really, everybody else had a decent plus-minus. DeRozan had like minus 24. Game 4 comes around, right? And DeRozan gets ejected from the game. And I feel like he wanted to get ejected because he almost didn't want to be there for the most embarrassing defeat in Raptors history. I drove downtown right, just to get the vibe. You know, I was at Jurassic Park just taking a look at things and it, people were leaving by the third quarter. Everybody was just sad and their, their heads were down and some people was taking off their jerseys, man. And, and I'm here to let everybody know that DeRozan let the city down. And for all that he's done, he needs to know for this moment, this year, and everything that's worked up to it, is he let the city down. And of course, it has a lot of people asking the question, you lose to LeBron three times in a row, what gives? So first thing we seen was, uh, Messiah Jury dropped Dwayne Casey, who, by the way, low on a very separate topic we'll talk about later, got the most votes for quote unquote coach of the year from the different coaches in the league that voted, uh, I don't know where the problems of the team lie,
0: and, and maybe that's not like a. a Wait, great... time out, time out. I'm sorry. I, I, want, I was gonna let you keep rocking, but you're not gonna sit here and tell me you don't know where the problems. But of here, the, the it, team it's not lie. that I
1: don't know. It's that it's coming from so many angles. Like okay, so I many. Was, I was about to say. There's so say. many factors, lo. DeRozan can't show up in the clutch. When you see players like Ben Simmons and Terry Rozier and and Donovan Mitchell step up in the playoffs for the team. You look at DeRozan like, yeah, what is this guy up to? Like, how is he getting paid this much? And how is he, like, being talked about on MVP talks, top 10, this top, and, and you can't step up for your team? And unlike Lowry, when DeRozan isn't performing well, he's not defending well neither. And while Lowry can shoot threes, play defense, set charges, he gets the hustle plays, DeRozan is only ever offense. And when that's not there, he is officially useless to the team. DeRozan is the main issue on the team. I think one of the issues that people refuse to acknowledge is Dwayne Casey as well. There was times where you have to trap LeBron on the last play, especially considering he inbounded it on his own corner. He had to run full court. You have to trap in that situation. There's so many mistakes that were made. In game four, Lucas Noguera was on the court, and the Cavaliers went on a massive run immediately. Lucas Noguera has no offensive ability. They were throwing doubles and triples at other players just so they could stop the Raptors offensively. But most importantly, though, I think the biggest problem is defense. You had players like Kevin Love and Kyle Korver and George Hill who uh, either weren't playing like George Hill in the previous series until late, or played horribly. And they were coming back and playing with all kinds of confidence. And so I think that's what this comes down to, Lowe. More than anything, is the Cavaliers have an infinite amount of confidence when they're going up against the Raptors. And the Raptors just, they don't have any. They don't believe they can win. The only players I saw performing well, Low were the new players who haven't lost to LeBron yet. CJ Miles was out there just hooping, doing his thing throughout, anytime he got minutes. The guys who've been beaten down and lost to LeBron in the past, they just went out there and looked like they were defeated. The exclusive uh the exception being Jonas Valančiūnas, who was by the way playing fantastic. That's what I think the main problems are. I think DeRozan is going to get traded. Uh Dwayne Casey has already been dropped. Chances are Jerry Stackhouse is going to be promoted to head coach. We'll also talk about that. Low man, I got to know, all right? The Raptors get swept. Back-to-back years. It's the third year in a row, though, that they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. What would you say are the main... Jeez, what the fuck? Look, I can listen to an echo. You just take yeah. off your headphones?
0: No, that's you. That, I, I guarantee I it was not head. me, but go ahead. What's the Raptors' biggest problems? Look, because you definitely said a lot of stuff that I, I just disagree. and Maybe we just watch two different games, but um, you know, I, I guess that's the reason why we have a podcast. So f- first and foremost, I want to get a couple things clear. Wasn't wasn't I and I'm not trying to basically say I'm I'm right or wrong, but wasn't I one of the very few people who continue to question Dwayne Casey as a head coach? You weren't the only one, man, even people I know in I, Toronto. I'm, I'm not I'm, uh, basically was I was I not questioning Dwayne Casey as a coach? So are you saying he's the main problem? I'm just asking you a question. All right. Am I? Was I?
1: Yeah, you were. I was too. Everybody was. Nobody was saying.
0: I'm just. I'm just saying it because I want to be clear about because it. Or the reason why I'm doing this because I want to just kind of lead up to something, right? Because, like you said, this has not been a one year thing, right? Like there's no rhyme or reason why Toronto consistently over the last five years continue to drop the ball, and so when you look at what's been going on over the last five years, this always something that kind of brought up that was consistently brought up. And I think Dwayne Casey and his like of coaching ability was consistently brought up and, and with the conversation. So that, that part isn't new and that part should have been addressed. However, there's other concerns with this organization that I feel like people need to talk about. So if we're going to talk about just this series alone, before I tackle the bigger picture here, um DeMar DeRozan was atrocious during, during the series. Defensively, he had mental laps. Offensively, he still fell victim to traps certain times. And like you said, if he's not making the shots, then he's a complete liability on the floor because he doesn't space the floor out. So he doesn't help out spacing for the team. Defensively, he just isn't there either. And so there's just no need for him on the floor when he's there. And it's easy for... The defense to react to his style of play because especially when uh, Valanciunas is on the floor, because how limited of a, a player that he is offensively. So that was that was probably the biggest thing from a player perspective that I saw. Valanchunas defensively was horrific. He, he, he no, couldn't move no, on a pick stop. and roll. No, nope. no, no, no. I, nope, nope, no, the no, fact, no. Be, what no. game
1: did you watch? I, Sergi watched, Baca uh, I was watched a horrible I defender watched, in I that watched, series. I,
0: and I'm, I'm going to get to Sergio as well. But Jonas was playing for, for, he was playing average. The fact that you use the word horrible is crazy. Go ahead. Yeah. On the on the pick and roll, he was horrible. Um, Jonas was horrible on the pick and roll. When the pick and roll, when the pick was set, he wasn't. Giannis. Yeah, like he, it was almost like he didn't even like attempt to go up and attempt to like defend any three point shots. You always had that the ball handler. I mean, um, player who was defending the ball handler fight over screens because they knew they weren't gonna get that much help from Valentinus. And then when when he did switch every now and then, players like George Hill were just blowing by him. It was ridiculous. Serge Ibaka. Could not read an off-ball screen to to save his life. Like it was was amazing to me. He was so unfocused. You're right. It was it was it was ridiculous. How many times players were just getting open? He was like pointing to people, and everybody was like, "No, that's your guy that you need to be guarding. (laughs) It's not my guy. I don't know why you're pointing out your guy to me. That's your guy." So that was that was. It's amazing to me how how much he's he's fallen off defensively over the last few years. It's um, it's actually
1: just been in, the, in during the season he was fine. It's literally after the first two games of the playoffs is when he dramatic fall off. But
0: but, I don't know. but but just as a as a player though also because he's the player that OKC decided to go with over James Harden. So always just always keep that in That's mind. Crazy. Yeah. That's the impact that he once had on the defensive end at a young age that many people just assumed that that was the right direction to go into. CJ Miles was also really bad on the defensive end. He made his shots. He gave some effort. But it was very obvious down down the stretch. The whole the way that they organized the offense for the Cavs were to switch the pick and get a switch on the pick and roll from OG to CJ Miles and force OG to keep on Clay, um not Clay, but Kyle Corver because they knew they were never going to leave Kyle Corver over open. A few times there's miscommunications. LeBron is just getting to the rim. Ridiculous. Um, OG played fine from what I expect out of a rookie guarding LeBron. And the rest of the role players really didn't show up every now and then. There was moments I actually enjoyed Kyle Lowry. So that was, that was also good. And, um, Dwayne Casey, no adjustments from game to game, which is ridiculous. His, his play calling out of timeouts were horrific. And the offense for the, for the uh, Raptors, it seemed like there was no direction.
1: I, I disagree with that. I think he did have adjustments. I Uh, just think that mm, the players lack execution.
0: Okay. I mean, if, if that's what we're doing, then fine. Okay. So fine. So now we get to the bigger picture. And this is when I really get in my bag real quick, right? Toronto. It's, it's, it's funny because not too long ago, we had this conversation about how the Hawks were one of the worst ran organizations or they were, they were poorly managed because they, they had been stagnant for years and how you just, you blew off the idea that the Toronto Raptors might have been in that same situation. Well, I'm here to tell you that they are. And They're not. No, no, I, no, They're they not. are. No, no, they are. They are. And the reason why I know they are is because they have been easily either the most or the second most disappointing team in the last five years. You're missing easily. the point though. You're, you're basing I'm your not, level. I'm not, I'm not missing the point. I'm not You missing are the point because no, when no, no. I made that judgment about
1: Atlanta saying they were running on the same spot, it was because they weren't adding pieces to make improvements.
0: So what you're doing right now is and you're when, judging and what, the Raptors. And what did they add? What did they add?
1: What you're doing is you're judging the Raptors based on the result, which is that they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers once again, and they got sweep. I'm judging teams based on the process of how they're building their team. Did they make improvements over the offseason? And if they didn't, then yes, it is a wasted year. So just like, for and example... But, Houston, but no,
0: but Atlanta did add pieces. They added Paul Millsap. They added DeMarie Carroll. They, had they him. Him. They've been had him since time. It's exactly like the Houston Rockets. He was only Rockets there for three years. The Houston what are you Houston Rockets, talking about? Man, shut let's up. Say, he was there for three years, agent. Let's say the Houston Rockets years.
1: lose to the Golden State Warriors. That doesn't mean they were a disappointed team because they still made adjustments and added to the process. And so they're not running on the same spot. They added Chris Paul over the offseason. And so even if they lose to Golden State and they get knocked out at the same time they got knocked out last year, that's not an example of a team running on the same spot. So you see what I'm saying? See, if they, if they make it to the next round, then there you go. You're, you're judging based off results, but it's all about the, you can't, the results is going to happen. Players are going to perform
0: or, this man Paul Millsap was there for three or four years, agent. I don't know what you're talking about. They they moved on from Jeff Teague and started Dennis Schroeder, and even before Jeff T, they had Mike Bibby before Jeff T came in, and then they let they could have easily overpaid. Josh Smith, but let him go, and that 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 actually came out to be one of the better decisions that they made. And then they brought in Mike Budenholzer. They they were making moves over the course of them getting to the point where they were a sixty one team. Because when they were a sixty one team, that was not the same Joe Johnson, Josh Smith team that they had a few years prior. It wasn't what Larry Drew at the at the head coaching spot. They they made moves. Y'all are basically the same spot. I don't I don't care what you think or what no. you know. Y'all no, are the same we spot. Not. But here, here here's, here's, here's 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 the reason why y'all are worse. Though, here's the reason why y'all worse. Because let's, let's let's keep it a buck. So now now you sit here and say that some of the stuff isn't Dwayne Casey, even though it a lot of it is. Dwayne, Dwayne Casey, um, he's a he's an overrated coach. His whole year about how Dwayne Casey should be a, a, a winner of Coach of the Year. I would even go as far as saying he shouldn't even be a top three candidate for Coach of the Year just because they changed their offense to a style that almost every other team is running Dwayne Casey is like five years behind now when it comes to coaching offenses about oh we gotta move the ball more and we gotta shoot threes no shit Sherlock like that's what everybody else is doing you're mad behind everybody else has been doing that so that there's one thing but then even if you want to say he's bad or if you want to say the 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 players are bad Messiah is the one who's overpaying them right you're missing. You're, you're oh, eliminating oh, oh, context. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. Let's no. Let's bring in context because Messiah's been there for five years, right? So Messiah Ujiri, you know the guy that you you cape for, and you about to put you about to put the cape on for him right now. But I'm about to snatch that shit off your hand real quick because no, you you not you not you not going to make no sense right now. Messiah U- Ujiri came in when they lost. You it say up, his
1: name right, low Ujiri. Jesus, a jury, man. a jury, You can't a jury, criticize who, a guy you
0: can't pronounce right. Hey, I can criticize whoever I want. When they lost to the net, when they lost to the Nets, when they lost to the Wizards, when they lost to the Cavs for three years in a row, and they got swept in the last two, has not addressed any player who was one of the star athletes of this team. Not only has he never addressed any of them, he has paid them, compensated them, then brought in more people that he overpaid as well because he overpaid. All right, you're doing Baca. it again, though.
1: You're doing it again. You're judging the team. Exclusively by results.
0: Look at the if you look at
1: the results over the course of the seasons. Every single season they've been winning more and more games until this year, franchise high fifty nine wins. So what so So,
0: what's your so what you're saying, what's the difference between that and where the Hawks were when they won sixty wins? Please let me know. Cause it's
1: I'm talking about gradual
0: improvement. And, and what the you're Hawks mentioning, had yes, they know, got to difference. ever Ow. since
1: Masai came to the rap, you can't even begin. He's the last person you begin to pin. Now, whether Dwayne Casey should have been fired, I think that's questionable. But if you're talking about everything leading up to on top of moving an immovable contract in Andrea Borgnani, which bird, it was almost like the Omer Ashik contract. It was the one you couldn't get off and he got it off. Right on top of the fact that you move a player like Rudy Gay, and now you have what people would assume now you're bombing with Kyle Lowry and But then he built on that team, right? And so he even talked about this in his press conference today. Is he's hesitant to make he was hesitant to make moves, big moves like firing Dwayne Casey, because the Raptors didn't strive off pure talent. They don't have KD on the team or Stephen Curry. They strive because they had team chemistry. And so anytime you're willing to shake that up, you're risking what made the team successful. And so the reason he left it intact and the reason why you're criticizing him is because he did see noticeable improvements year over year in the season, but not in the playoffs. Now, Lo, you gotta tell me, what does a general manager have to do aside from put together a good roster if every single year they crumble to the same guy? What could who's, he Who,
0: who, signed, who, who signed DeMar Carroll? That's, that was his biggest mistake,
1: and of course you brought that up. You're not gonna bring up the other signings, and he was able to cool. offload that contract to the Nets.
0: Okay, let's let's bring up the other contracts then. Who signed, um, Jonas Valanciunas to the contract he has right now?
1: That's not a bad contract, fifty million a year. For, that's the perfect contract. So, for no, no,
0: seventeen million dollars a year. All right, it went up since last year. Who signed? Who it's, signed? Who signed Serge Ibaka then? What are, you, what are you trying to say, Lo? I'm saying y'all got like three or four players who overpaid on the contract on the books right now. But that's and that's you where you're moving
1: context. So I was watching first takes today and I'm glad, uh, uh, Kellerman, Max Kellerman was doing a good job of providing context. He was explaining part of the reason why it's difficult to get players. In teams like Toronto. And he brought up some stuff that I didn't even know players were like that, that burdened players. And of course, one of them is, and because maybe I live in Canada, I've never had to not deal with it, is customs. Every time you travel somewhere, you're going through customs. He brought up the fact of, of course, the weather. NBA players prefer to live in better weather. And of course, he brought up the fact of taxes. Low, un, without a doubt, Teams like Toronto or even smaller market teams like the Memphis Grizzlies are gonna have to overpay for players. Now, I don't know if you wanna pay a 40 million to Mike Conley, right? That might be pushing it a little bit. But
0: these cities aren't so always gonna so be like so LA. So it's, so it's okay to question Mike Conley's contract, but it's not okay to 40 question. Forty million! That 30, is very different 30, from what you're saying. It's okay to question well Mike Conley's better than everybody on this team, so not that uh, much. Sure and, he also, is, buddy. and also he's not? Mike Conley? Oh, oh, we we definitely about to set parameters today, agent. If you don't think Mike Conley, you is think than Mike Conley is
1: better than everybody on the Raptors? Though, are name, you out name, of your name mind? Me,
0: name me the player who's better than Mike Conley on your team right now.
1: I would have Lowry over Mike Conley. Shut the hell up! You don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, I do know what I'm talking anyway, about. Anyway,
0: anyway, yes, yeah, Serge Ibaka receiving twenty twenty three million dollars. Hey, you just overpaid. talked about if setting parameters and immediately if, transition. If 20, tw- no, because this is my point. This is what my point is. This. You cannot go five consecutive seasons and it not be partly the general manager's fault, partly the coach fault, and also partly the players' fault. And so we already—I don't—I've I, questioned Dwayne Casey, so I'm not even really going to spend that much time on it because okay, I think I'll it's give it's you this though before you continue. If
1: after what happened this year, three times in a row, Masai Ujiri doesn't move either. I think Lowry is an immovable contract. Doubt he moves, and I don't honestly, you wouldn't even want to move him. I think he does what he needs to do. If DeRozan doesn't move, then we start to look so, at... So, yo- so,
0: then, so, so then we get to the point of, who wants DeMar DeRozan for $27 So That's why I last... Because
1: really, think about it. DeRozan has a lot of flaws. He's not a great defender. He also... Uh, offensively shown that he's inconsistent at times. He's a scorer, but he works in certain offenses that prefer isolation style. When you move the ball around and you kick it to DeRozan, he's looking at the ball at the three-point line, and he doesn't really know what to do sometimes. And that's why I brought up Wiggins on the last podcast, because although he has potential and he's younger, Wiggins has a lot of similar issues in that he's not a good defender. He's inconsistent offensively, although his scoring output, of forces a lot lower than DeRozan. In, 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 he shoots the three-ball a little bit better. But I think that would be the perfect trade if you are the Raptors. Now, if you're... Honestly, I don't know what team would want... I, I wouldn't want DeRozan on my team. unless but, he, but, maybe he's, but, he's
0: on, but he's on your team, though.
1: I get that. But if I'm another team, and you know in basketball in 2018 is three-point shooting... Moving the ball around. You see the teams that are winning championships like Golden State. You know what the formula looks like. You see what Greg Pop is doing with the Spurs and everybody is poaching Spurs, uh, assistant coaches in left and right. I, why would you? So but- all,
0: I mean, all, all you're basically saying is he's an immovable contract. That's basically what you just no, said. No, DeRozan, the DeRozan is
1: not immovable. Kyle so Larry is.
0: Which team? Just name me at least one or two teams I, that he I could think- go to. I think the, the, the Timberwolves maybe— That it would make sense. It don't make no sense for him to go to the Timberwolves. Let's keep Or it the going. Lakers, because they have a lot of cap space. No, it does not. You, so and, you're, just, you're, just, you're just randomly saying names. No, I'm not right, because they
1: not only do they have a ton of cap space, DeRozan is from Compton, so he's from But why LA. would the
0: Lakers want to put him on the team? The Lakers have enough space for two max guys. If but they why would use, they
1: want him, I, though? Wait, wait, wait. I'm about to say if they don't use any of that for a, a quote unquote star player, then they're bugging. And chances are, well, we'll see how things play out. But if, if Paul George opts to go somewhere else, uh Demarcus Cousins is a free agent too, right? But he's yeah. injured, so I don't know who's gonna want to take a risk on him. They might like they might be in a situation where it makes sense to make a trade and give Raptors some younger pieces or a pick or something like that for DeRozan, depending on what their goals are and. There's never gonna be a perfect answer, even when you see finalized even, trades in the NBA. But, low, we can sit here and criticize. Well, that did make sense for that team.
0: But right? even 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 if they even if they were to do that agent, y'all would still have to get a bad contract. Y'all would still have to get one because the young players that are on the team they do not have enough money that they're making to match the twenty seven million. So you yeah, all would still course. have to get a bad contract. So
1: there's two options: you can get one that's expiring, so you can worry about it the next year, or you can get one. That's actually valuable. There's some players that are like that are good players, but they're just getting paid more than they're worth, I think in so a So which perfect which, example which is
0: player is that on the on the Lakers? I can't I can't think off the top of my it's head. Not a a, it's play. not a player like that on the Lakers. The only Whatever the player case is the only, the only player that's, is hypothetical. But what I'm saying is he's not doing that great of a job. That's basically what I'm telling you. I disagree. And when I want the majority of people at, what? Well, I don't care. Most of the majority of people thought that, um, thought, think, think that some of these other players in the NBA right now are better than what, probably than what they are. What I'm saying is, is that Masai Jiri, for someone who has been in high regards of what he's done, looking at over the last five years, he's added pieces that really have not amounted to much of anything. And even though, oh, they've, they got the most wins in franchise history. It's a trash franchise. So but I don't you, care you what see, they, what they get. Again, there you so, are. Start judging so by results. Look, how? What are we? What am I supposed to... I'll give you an
1: example. I'll give you an example about the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Norman Powell, a couple years ago, he was getting good minutes. And we're thinking, yo, this guy could really be something. Not only is he a great defender, he was one of the only consistent three-point shooters for the team at the time. Did you see him in the playoffs though? I didn't because he was on the bench the whole time. So while you sit there saying, well, he didn't add any pieces or get anybody. He didn't do this or that for the team. Dwayne Casey is not playing some of these players. Yonas Valanciunas so was not kept, playing.
0: So who kept Dwayne Casey agent? All right. So
1: that's that's the thing. He just fired him.
0: <laughs> right? I'm just, and- I'm, but I'm, all I'm saying is, I understand what you're saying. And again, like I said, it's it's multiple pieces. But to sit here and not acknowledge the fact that part of the part of the problem is also the general manager who has allowed this to go on for five years. He is part of the problem.
1: So you have a different perspective than I do. You have a perspective that he's allowed this tomfoolery to go on for longer than it should have been. And my yes! perspective is yes, it, yes, agent, yes, that's exactly I, I my problem. I see. I know. I know what you're saying. But I have a different perspective. I believe he's overcame such an insurmountable amount that the Toronto Raptors organization has never ever been able to do. And of course, he used to work for the organization before he went to Denver and he came back. I, I honestly, and I think. Yo, low. I'm not even going to lie to you, bro. I was watching Serge Ibaka in the playoffs, man. I was thinking to myself, I don't know what he was thinking when he picked up Serge and he, Serge and, he, is... and, he
0: pay, and he paid him a t- over $20 million,
1: agent. So, no GM is going to be perfect. No one's going to be perfect. But the, if you're going to sit here, low, when I ask you what are the biggest problems of the team and even begin to mention him as the it's biggest three, one three, of them.
0: It's, it's three big problems. It's Messiah, Casey, and DeMar. It's Mas- Mas- Jesus, his name Ma- right. Masai, whatever whatever, whatever. his last name, Masai, Mas- what's, what's his first name?
1: It's Masai,
0: not Masai. Masai, yeah. Masai-, Masai has made multiple mistakes, such as also, also giving Valanchunas that contract, even though Biambo would have been a better option for them. How? Def- defensively, Yo, look, defensively so and a, on I'm the boards. I'm going to check you right now. Allow me to check and, you. Defensively and on the boards. He's La- going to allow give me to you what, check you. Under, what you need. What does Biombo do that Lucas
1: Neguera doesn't?
0: I'll wait. He's a better defender.
1: No, he's not. Cause that's this exactly is. Lucas Naguerre. No, 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 no. So why wasn't, so why, so
0: why wasn't, so why is it that he didn't have an impact on the floor agent? Why is it, first of all, y'all have like miscellaneous pieces that you swear up and down is really giving y'all that much bench depth, but then in the postseason, they don't show up. So that's one. Two, y'all were literally relying on half of the season for Fred Van Vliet to come along. And then once he started coming, you're like, oh, that's the X factor right there. You was even going as far as almost saying it in the first round. Three, I'm looking at this roster. And this is where the roster comes into play. But None of these players are really that good. And my whole, and the purpose that I've, I've really been garnishing over the last two to three months now is that maybe, maybe really and truly as basketball fans, our standards are probably lowered because there is a stretch of years where players were entering the NBA and they're just not that good. And DeMar DeRozan is one of those players where we have consistently allowed a lot of his mistakes to not go underneath the radar, but we've pardoned him for a lot of his mistakes and his flaws in his games. Okay, so I have a question. I'm not even going to challenge
1: you on that. I think you're right about a lot of that. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Go ahead, go. go, go. What is DeRozan, I think, in a lot of ways like Stephen Curry. He's great at some stuff. But he has Please incredible this, flaws. This, this the terrible, only problem is, is terrible. the Golden State Warriors <laughs> compensate for Curry's flaws. Right? What is Curry's as, flaws? As, as a defender, they lace him around with people that not only could help him out and rotate properly, even though he can't one-on-one D up players like uh, Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook. right? He'll get blown by every single time, a lot like DeRozan does. But...
0: DeRozan, like do you see what I'm saying?
1: Like, but, but, have, but what else?
0: But what else is his flaw? Our def- I think defense. honestly, that's his
1: that's his one big major flaw. Okay. Of course, DeRozan that, has the additional flaw. The, I'm
0: gonna say, I'm gonna say that's the difference. It's one thing on so different not dis- levels.
1: I'm not I'm, saying DeRozan's as good,
0: but I'm saying it's a lot like the same. Well DeRozan is not, it's it's not, not a lot It's It's not a lot the same. Because I it's one thing to say that Curry, and this is the reason why I, I want to I'm check, I'm checking you on this because it needs to be very, very understood. Curry, when he entered the NBA, definitely had a lot of flaws, but when he grew as an individual, a lot of those flaws either dissipated or minimized outside of the on-ball D. But even off-ball defense, he's much better than what he what he once was. DeMar DeRozan over the last three to five years has been practically the exact same player. <laughs> he is not, ne- he has not developed on the defensive end. There is no understanding of, of spacing the floor to him. He does not handle the ball that great. So when they pressure him with double teams, he immediately turns his back and try to cover the ball, which allows okay. him to miss open, open lanes to pass. So you brought to- up a
1: good point. It's, I it's, think a, I- it's a
0: lot of things. It's not just one thing. It's a lot of things in his game that he's not added to. And it's like, I'm- what are You doing? I'm glad you brought up that
1: decision making because in the previous two years, the reason the Raptors were losing, a big reason is the Cavaliers were on a trap the same way they ran a trap on the Pacers in the first round. And DeRozan, like, because they barely played things like that in the regular season, they just didn't know how to react. They were just panicking. And so, if I don't know what the turnover counts are, but I know they were getting a lot of turnovers throughout the entire series, you're right. I I know Kobe had an episode where he was looking at DeMar DeRozan on his show detail, and uh, a lot of it just comes down to decision making, right? When you have high IQ players like Chris Paul, he can be quadrupled, and he'll find a way to behind the back, between someone's leg, bounce pass to the right guy. And so DeRozan doesn't ever do that. He often makes a bad pass, like an inaccurate pass where a shooter it's completely thrown out of bounds or it's thrown throw to his feet and he has to hop into his... Like, how do you hop into a shot when the ball is thrown to your feet? And that happened so much times through the Wizards series. It wasn't just a Cavalier problem. I'm happy you brought that I'm up. Just, it happened, it happened,
0: were, happened last year with the Bucks because they were double-teaming yeah. him too and he still couldn't find... And, it was ridiculous. And the Heat as well, yeah. So I'm, I'm those are things that he's had to deal with for the last 2 to 3 years and he hasn't been been able to develop it. And so when I see here and I t- when I I put this on Twitter too I'm like yo I'm I'm looking at a lot of players and I it's like it's a lot of the stuff they they're bad at or a lot of things that they just don't do we just, uh, we've just like, we've been like, it's okay that he doesn't do these things. Or it's like, we've just made it acceptable. Or we just allowed some of that stuff to go underneath the radar because we get enamored with doesn't a not James Harden Okay, so. Same, same thing. J- this is the same thing with James Harden. Same thing with Westbrook. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of players who do this. But what you're asking players to be, low is, is a complete player. Like, how, there's only lot no no, 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 I'm not, I'm not. Cause like, you just sat there and said, with well, Curry. Curry, I'm not saying that he has to be a perfect, complete player and play defenses at an elite level as well. But what I'm saying is certain ball handling and decision-making, things that he had to grow from, he was able to grow in the beginning of his career because the same passer that he is today was not the same passer that he was in the beginning of his career. I'm saying with DeMar damn, if you knock, at least knock down some threes, or damn, at least play defense, or damn, at least anticipate the pick and roll, like, these are things that you have, ne- like, these are consistently the same things that you have never been able to grow on. And so I say all that to say this, because I feel like we've lowered our standards. Five, seven years ago, because I think this is a, a very, it's a, somewhat of an acceptable comparison. Five, seven years ago, five, seven years ago, Joe Johnson was not viewed as the same, is the same as DeMar is right now. But I believe Joe Johnson five, seven years ago was better than DeMar.
1: Yo. I, I just, I just saw a report, man. This is, is, people, people, at least a handful of guys listening, seen this. Apparently Ujuri stormed the locker room after game three and was screaming at Dwayne Casey. Let me tell you what the report said. According to multiple sources, the confusion and subsequent lack of execution on the final play was another log on the fire. After the game, Ujuri stormed the Raptors dressing room at the queue just out of sight of most of the players but not out of earshot and rebuked Casey in the coach's office for failing to double-team James. That's, that's, so at least he knew, right? I know a lot of people on Twitter were pointing out like that had to be a double-team there. Who was it? Uh, uh Steve O'Gallagher, Dev, mean NBA two K Dev, lo, Was he broke down the play and was like he should have double team beat ball breakdown pull up. The, he said he should have double team. Everybody was in consensus. So I mean, just just I don't know. It's kind of different from what you're saying, but I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, but I mean, I but again,
0: I I, don't, I think at this point everybody knows that Casey just isn't as good as a coach is. People trying to make I, him out to be. Me. I mean, he made him
1: a He just, <laughs> Jesus, flow. No, I'm just. Yeah, to no, jump to that. No,
0: no, I, I, no. I, I, think that's a fair assessment. Casey's. So, just what not would you, Lo, would you say coach. he is?
1: Like top three, top five, top ten.
0: Oh, okay. Top twenty. You're giving me options. Okay, I'll, I'll say, top fifteen. I think he's like a, a, a average coach. Uh, I disagree with you on that. I think he's at least top seven, maybe top six. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I guess we'll find out, low, because he's fired now. Uh, Stackhouse seems to I'm about to say, about to to the- say he's fired, and there's other teams who who need a coach, and I don't think nobody's going to hire him. And again, I, I think, disagree with you on that. Or mm, he? I don't know. Man, if they do, yeah, we'll we'll see. But I feel again, and I'm not trying to go back on the Casey thing because I think we all just agree that he should have been fired. Is that when it comes to coaches, I it's fine that they get fired, but I just feel like we should we should it's fine to question other aspects of the team. But yeah, Casey. And is some of his adjustments, his decision making and, and just the play calling. And I consistently saw it, especially after timeouts. And he just didn't make any, there was no plays that were being called at all after timeouts. It was ridiculous. But back to the DeMar DeRozan thing, cause th- these, these are the two things. DeMar and, 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 um, Mas- Masaya, whatever, wherever his name is.
1: Masai. Say what's Masai. Masai. Masai.
0: <laughs> Those two, I can't, I cannot stress enough that we cannot allow them two to get off the hook. Because again, I can't. No, 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 okay. No, 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 no. I'm no. not doing this again. No, no, because no, because no, because you cut me off. From, I was trying to make a really good point. All right, go ahead. Because because with Demar, I feel like, especially this year, we have put him on a pedestal, or at least attempt to or at least hear the cries of of uh, Toronto fans about how good they were this year and how much they changed. And oh my god, it's a new team, man. Shut the fuck up, bro. Like if you don't show me what you' about to do. If you keep folding in the playoffs, like I don't want to hear none of that. The same thing go with Damian Lillard. I don't want to hear how you over overlooked and underrated and underappreciated. Man, shut the hell up! But that's that's different
1: because. But, Damian Lillard said that about himself. Yeah, which is like, which is
0: the cra- which is the craziest thing. And then you go, you <laughs> play trash in the first round of playoffs. But I know I'm tired of hearing that because again, there was other players five, seven years ago. Because I feel like Joe Johnson in his prime is better than Demar Derozan in his prime, or at least they're at least comparable. But I don't remember anybody holding holding these same regards for Joe Johnson or going around. Because Joe Johnson about,
1: was never. Like a, I mean, even on the Suns, Suns, he definitely wasn't a top player. But even no, but with when the he Hawks, was in Atlanta,
0: he was a 25, he was a 23 to 25 uh, point scorer, shooting splits yeah. better, shooting splits better than DeMar DeRozan, was a clutch player as well, and I never heard anybody say anything about how, oh my God, y'all disrespected Johnson. I mean, Johnson. You're, you're, using a
1: little bit of hyperbole. I heard a bit, but you're right, it's not as much but as nowhere
0: near Johnson. as much as right now. And so if we gonna keep doing all this stuff for them, bro, we either A, you need to, start playing better or B don't get upset when we start talking about other players before we talk about the the Toronto Raptors or what's going on up there. Because I'm I'm just tired of hearing that. And I don't think there's nothing that they can do. I think when you get, when you give DeMar DeRozan a 28 year old shooting guard who can't shoot threes who don't defend, who's not the greatest playmaker. When you give him 27 million, brother's dead. There's nobody in the NBA who wants a player like that. I I don't believe personally. When you sit there and you give, um, Kyle Lowry, who's in his thirties, over thirty million dollars, right? bro, there's nobody who wants that. Serge Ibaka receiving over twenty million dollars. Valanciunas receiving over seventeen or around seventeen million. There's no one who wants that. And y'all is nothing that y'all can add to this team outside of the piece that y'all have unless y'all are trading. And cause cause next year, even with um, who who's coming off the books next year? Neguera's coming off the books next year. Uh, um, Fred yeah, Van Vliet. Dead. Fred Van Vliet is coming off the bench. I mean, off the books next year as well. And y'all are already 127 million dollars committed to the cap. Y'all are already over the cap. And so if it don't if it doesn't work out, not only are y'all overpaying some of these players, y'all not winning. Y'all not you're missing the setup.
1: You're missing the setup. The whole point of re-signing those players is after 2020, everybody's (laughs) off. And so it kind of just gave the Raptors a buffer period. So you're, so you're
0: basically waiting until 2020 though. That's not it. Cause it was
1: it was more like a buffer. Let's see if we can make things work with the core we have now with the time we have. If we can't, then they have a chance to blow it all up and do something really new in 2020. That's part of the reason why Lowry and DeRozan both expire on the same year. Uh look, I, DeRozan I, I w-
0: signed No DeRozan has another player option at the end. Um look, I, I would I would I would say that the Raptors I'll leave it at this. I would sit here and say that the Raptors and DeMar DeRozan May have missed their window of opportunity, but that would be me assuming that they were ever good enough to even have an opportunity to be be the best team in the East. And I don't. And looking at what, the way, what, that they— what,
1: what, what opportunity? Lo, we know they lose to Golden State regardless, right? I said, I said, in the East. I said in the East. And I, I get that, but all this criticism is coming because they couldn't make it out to East. Understandable. Like you, you it's got not, to at it's some it's point. Not, it's
0: not just that they didn't make it; they got swept by a Cavs team that is getting right. worse. While other teams in the East are getting better, that's another big problem. That this was it. This is it. Who got better? You're not telling me that the the Celtics got better this year. Of course, yeah, I saw that coming. You didn't. You're not telling me that Philly didn't get better this year.
1: I mean, granted, they still got destroyed by the, but they got better. Yes or no? They get. They did get better. I mean, I didn't know if they got better. They were. They were just
0: healthier. Yes, they got better. AJ. Let me. I don't know you, They're healthier. They I don't know why you're beating around the bush on this one. They, they got better. It's not beating no bush. They did because they, they just added, didn't have they, players they added, last year. Bro, they Robert Covington got better. They added J.J. Redick to that team. Um, Sarge got better. T.J. McCollum got better. Um, who else? Did, who else? I feel like they added. Oh, uh, imagine people. if I Be- made that, Be- that Be- argument Be- for the Raptors. Marco, Marco imagine Bella, that. Imagine if I Marco said Ben got-, got better. Uh, DeLon Wright was definitely better. Imagine De- if I said that. Well, here's here's a difference. De- 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 a lot of their young players that are getting better are their core pieces. You just named role players. I'm talking about their right. core pieces that are getting well, that's, better. That's a
1: silly thing to say ben, because Benton Donovan Mitchell wasn't a core piece
0: until he became
1: a core piece, right? So saying? it's not until you perceive him as a core piece. until So that, that judgment, that analysis is already out the window. He, nobody no, thought Donovan no, Mitchell because, was going to come because, in.
0: No, because there's a possibility for DeMarta Rosen to get better. But he's not getting better, and that's part. And that's part of, DeMar, that's part that's of the, the guy reason you went to. But that's, that's, part, that's the one. But that's no. But I mean, you can also say Valanciunas can get better as well. But Dar, De, but Demar Derozan being a stagnant player is part of the reason why y'all are a stagnant team. I agree, and that's it's, why he's going to get traded. And so. I don't know who would want him, but, and so when I, when I'm sitting here and I'm looking at y'all getting swept for the second year in a row by the same team that lost Kyrie, and then I'm looking at other teams in the Eastern Conference become better while y'all are being stagnant. Again, I would, I would say that y'all missed your opportunity to be the best team in the East or at least make it out the East, but that would assume that y'all were even good enough to be that team in the first place, which looking at the way that y'all team is built, especially if you're relying on Demar DeRozan Rosen to be the best player, that may not ever happen. So all right, so so uh, so so well, hold on. Hold on. Say, say it with me, y'all are trash. And y'all, if you think no. that, and if you think, if you think the Atlanta Hawks are were a poorly ran organization, despite the fact that they made the playoffs for ten year ten consecutive seasons, and they finally reached sixty wins, and they finally got to the conference finals, if you think that's a poorly constructed team with a poor poorly ran general manager. Trust me, agent. You're going to be feeling like that in two more years when y'all can't do nothing and y'all just got to rebuild. Because that's that's, right. the, that's the next step.
1: So now we're done. The Raptors slander. Uh,
0: man, let's no give slander, credit that, to those the those Cleveland are, those Cavaliers. Those are facts. No, I ain't giving credit to nobody. Y'all trash. That's facts. Relax. Low, calm down, man. Nah, What's up y'all with you, bro? Y'all trash, bro. Y'all trash. No.
1: LeBron James was on some nut shit. He was uncontrollable. So you weren't expecting and-
0: LeBron to do that before the series started?
1: No, no, of course not, cause he wasn't doing it against the Pacers, at least not like how they, would.
0: it's not that he wasn't doing it. You, that you wasn't, wasn't weren't, you weren't expecting LeBron to be, a, first, and LeBron, and let's also keep Was it LeBron, LeBron hitting high post fades back to back to back to LeBron back to back? LeBron was missing to three, LeBron was missing threes and free throws and y'all still couldn't capitalize on that.
1: Stop. We're done. Let's just let that go, LeBron, LeBron That LeBron part of the podcast. Court. No, no,
0: no, because no. no, LeBron he he played. No, let's get something straight here. LeBron definitely had moments in that series where he was great. However, there was two of those games that y'all still could have won, and LeBron no, was not making he was any great. Threes. In all of them, bro. Even when bro in that first game, even LeBron sat there and said himself that was his worst game he's played in a long time, bro. What are you talking about? All right that's what people like
1: LeBron say is when ninja hops on stream and says bro, yeah I'm this not man really LeBron the best. Shot, oh, there's room for improvement this man
0: LeBron shot three for 18 from right, behind the yard it out, bro. Low. this man Jesus, LeBron man. shot 57 percent from the free throw line bro send that man on the free throw line and make him shoot three uh, and shoot, shoot the free throws. Right, let me know when you're
1: done man I'm gonna just be here
0: no it's just, it's just common sense stuff bro you right some of them players are in um with the um with the the Cavs, bro. they shot excellent. However, if Serge Ibaka leaving them open, of course they gonna shoot excellent, right? Like if y'all if y'all not if y'all not executing on the defensive end, of course they gonna get open shots and start shooting great from the field. But y'all couldn't even keep up the own pace that y'all had. That's also doing Casey. I don't know why y'all was running slow basketball. Y'all was like one of the more, uh, let me not say fastest, but y'all tempo definitely was up compared to other years and over the last five years. And y'all just slowed down. Y'all let LeBron dictate the entire, um, pace and shout out to PJ Tucker. Cause he also sat there and exposed y'all weak mental behinds yet again. He sat in there and said like, yo, this is a team that once they lose to LeBron, they like, Oh man, it's all right. It's LeBron. So it's cool that we lost. Bro, that's them weak, mental-minded people. And that's something that, yet again, what's his name? Not Messiah. What's his name? Whatever his name is. Whatever the general manager name is. That's the general manager allowing that stuff to be a culture in y'all team, bro. Y'all team trash, man. That team trash. It's a shame. I can't even say there's any Hall of Famers on that roster, too, because I don't even think there are. And Mike Conley's better than um, Kyle Lowry. Jesus Christ, that was, that was a terrible take on your on your behalf. So, are you done, agent? You done crying?
1: Nigga, I'm, I'm waiting for you to be done.
0: Are you you're done, not done. You done? Go cri- ahead. I'll give you all the time you want. Go get you, out your you, chest. I'm just saying, you done crying, though. I mean, oh no, I'm
1: not crying. I'm trying to move on, <laughs> and you're just you just keep talking. So I'm just like, go ahead. I'm Luke. just saying,
0: I'm just making sure you understand, bro. Two more years. I don't wanna you're gonna be like, man, God, man, we we should have done that. I'm not crying now. You should have done that. Watching two more years, bro. That's what you about to be Lo, saying. No, you
1: are a Lakers fan. You didn't even make the playoffs, bro. You can't be
0: you can't be out here talking smack about my team. You didn't t- even make it into the competition. None of my better none of my better players on my team have been in the NBA as long as Kyler and DeMarta Rosen. That's what does about. that mean, Lo? <laughs> what, is, ex- what does the, that mean? The expectations on those players are completely different from players who've been in the your NBA. Your expectations? No, in general, you think you your expectations on Demar Derozan is the same as Lonzo Ball? Oh, okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Because that would be <laughs> no, silly. I just, that's, I don't that think you're, that, like, that just would let be out, that let let would out. be silly. That would be silly. That would be silly that you would have the same expectations for a, a rookie and a sophomore that you have for. Someone who's been in the NBA for nine years and hasn't really developed in the last five. That man Tatum might be better than DeMar DeRozan right now. That's crazy. I mean Tatum is a rookie. He already better than DeMar. Sus. Trash. I mean, you good, bro? I mean, I don't want you crying, you know what I'm
1: low, I'm, no, I'm as straight as can be. I'm just, I really want you to get it out your chest because every time I start talking, you just refuel. Go ahead, go. So go I'm ahead, just... go,
0: bro. What, 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 what you moving on to next, bro? Because I know you're you done talking about it. Go ahead, What's up? What's up? I know yeah, you of course.
1: You're saying the same thing for the last 20 minutes, man. No, go ahead, go, for bro. Tell me, talk... tell,
0: me, tell me what you want to talk about, bro. Because I, oh I know you want to talk I know you don't want to talk about your trash team no more. Let's go. Let's hear it, bro.
1: Interestingly enough, uh, there's reports that Budenholzer might be uh, the front runner for the Raptors job, which I hope it's Jerry Stackhouse. But um, I
0: might say if it, if know. it's Budenholzer, you can't. It can't be Budenholzer because he just sat there and said Atlanta's. Was a trash? That's a trash organization. They kept noes way too long. To your I didn't say anything about Boone So, so, so now you just if, putting words nah, in my nah, mouth if, now. If, if, if and you're land, refueled, if, So go ahead. If Atlanta, if, if Atlanta's a bad organization and they had a coach and Coach Bud, but then y'all get him. All right, then. Bro. let me not expose you, bro. Yeah,
1: I'll be. I'm. I'll be back. Just you know, get it out. I'm gonna head to the fridge
0: real quick. No, nah, go, go ahead, go, bro. I'm done, bro. I'm going. I'll go be ahead, back. Bro. I already put the down. No, no, go ahead. Do it. Listen, yo, let me let me matter, let me just talk to y'all real quick. Let me say this. But to the to the people out there who keep making excuses for some of these players, because I'm I'm done with DeMar. Let's get something clear. And also let me let me not even act like I wasn't sipping none of the Toronto Kool-Aid because I was. I was definitely one of the people who was like, man, Toronto could really actually do it. But that would, again, would be me assuming that DeMar Rosen would step up, which he has never I'm stepped up in the playoffs. Fish, man. So if you're, saying, if you're sitting here saying like Will all I'm these players. Talking? Yeah, I'm still talking, bro. If you're sitting here talking cool. about all these players around that time period. And y'all know what time period I'm talking about. I'm talking about around the time period that John Wall got drafted. DeMar Rosen got drafted. Damian Lillard, That's Paul George. time periods. Genius. They got drafted roughly around the same time. Roughly around the same time. No, it's like four Four, years separating them. Four four to five years span. All them players, when they got drafted, like DeMarcus Cousins too, Blake Griffin, all them got drafted around that same time. Hey, podcast listeners, are you enjoying this rant he's going on? Y'all want me to move? We should move on, right? All I'm saying saying is, bro, hold them players to a, a higher standard if you really think they're that great of a player. That's all I'm saying, bro. Because DeMar, you trash. I also got his girl pregnant. That's crazy, bro. So that's what we talking about right now, bro. we talking about, you can't, we're not, we're not going to talk about your team being trash no more. All right, you got it, bro. What's what's next, bro? Bro,
1: hey, I, whenever you're done, bro, just give me the go noms. Ahead go ahead, bro.
0: What's, who we talking about next? Who we talking about Are, next? are you Are you honestly done? Because you bro. might just be refueling. Go ahead, go, bro. Which, which, what's the next topic? Because you won't talk about your trash team no more. What's up? Well, look, do you want to talk about that for the next four hours? No, bro. Tell me, what what's, he, what's up. What's up? What's up? What's no, up? No, Lo, look.
1: I want today. I want to talk about what you want to talk about, man.
0: I want to. Talk, I, want I to talk? do. I do want to talk about. Um, uh, I do want to talk about how the uh 76ers, even though they did they they dropped the ball multiple times, them and the um and and the Celtics look like that's going to be the two next teams up. Because I, I I enjoyed the fact that it was a very competitive series. Again, the, the Sixers. I, I, I don't know how I feel about some of those, those mistakes down the stretch. Some of those mistakes, I, I, I tend to try to say, ah, oh, man, they, they're young, but some of the mistakes are just ridiculous mistakes.
1: Nah, on both. was JJ Reddick making most of those mistakes, man. Yeah, oh
0: yeah, some, yeah, JJ Reddick turned the ball over a few times and a few questionable shots here and there. But Ben Simmons and Embiid had moments where they were like, I don't know what y'all doing either. So, um, and, and, and Embiid on certain plays look a little lazy and, and Embiid is, Definitely a player that I'm kind of back and forth on for how he how he's gonna approach the game next season. Cause for the most part so far he's definitely been a player who's just been so talented that he doesn't really have to give that much effort on both ends of the floor and he gets away with a lot of things. However, hopefully, you know, this year will kind of push him into being the the great player that I think a lot of people are expecting out of him. But then you also have to keep in mind that he's a player that, you know, you suffer from injuries. And that could kind of you know, derail his career so he can't go too hard. So that's always going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. Ben Simmons had moments where he was amazing throughout his postseason. And he also had moments where he was just really suspect. Like that game where he only scored one point. And it's obvious that he's going to have to start knocking down some threes. So I, I anticipate him to really work on his jump shot over the season. I mean, over the offseason, unlike DeMar DeRozan, trash ass, who's nine years in, he still can't shoot a three. So... I, I I definitely expect I expect some of these other players to kind of step it up and keep it moving. No. With, with that, what did with he that, do to you, Lo? What did he do? to he disappointed. He's a he's a disappointment, yo. But you know that, what
1: you know what? I realize it, Lo. We'll you put up. some bets on the Raptors making the finals. Oh no, you're
0: I never, I, I never, I never put a bet on any team that's not the Lakers. Let's, I don't bet on no other team that's not the Lakers. But we're we'll also nah, also man. also. I gotta give a shout out to the Celtics. I think a lot of people keep. I think I, Brad Stevens is a great you, coach. Lo, you though. No, 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 no. no. I'm, that's not what you want. You thought they were gonna lose to the Bucs. That's not. That's Genius. not. But that's, but that's not what I was about to say though. Brad Stevens is definitely a great coach, but I, I hate it when people discount players because they're the one who have to go out there and execute. You did it last podcast, man. What are you saying? You, you, in many podcasts, people have heard you say
1: that he's not really that nice because he came out of this this team with this system.
0: Oh, but that, that's more so me referring to, like, role players showing up, and I'm like, I don't necessarily know yeah, how good they sure, are. Yeah, sure, But Tatum and Brown are, like, top three picks in a draft, and they definitely should be able to play well. It's just the fact that how quickly they're able to – catch on to certain playoff schemes and the in the game and the speed of the game in the playoffs and the intensity and stuff like that. The fact that they've been able to pick up on it and execute it is is been great. Al Horford is back in his bag, the great Al Horford. He looked great as well. And um even though Marcus Smart isn't the greatest offensive player, obviously his effort on defensive end has been stupid. you know what? I
1: was watching those games low. Marcus Smart reminds me a lot of Kyle Lowry with the worst three point shot.
0: I don't, I don't know. He he why? So many... No, he's not. Marcus Smart is yeah, way more effort. let me say effort. It, bro. Let me He gives way man. more effort on defensive end than Kyle Lowry does. I, I disagree with that. Uh, you disagree that he for... doesn't give more effort than Kyle Lowry on a defensive end?
1: No, you're mistaking energy for effort, my guy. Marcus Smart might flop around as much, but let me explain, man. When they're attacking the hoop, they're both really crafty. I noticed both of them, even if they have a layup, will jump into the bigger man. To try and draw a foul and they always do end up drawing the foul I saw him do that multiple times over the course of the series of course defensively they're both good defenders uh, they both take in a lot of charges they just always they're setting charges, man uh, and, and being in the right place at the right time and really the only thing I could I could think of that is separate them is is that Kyle
0: Lowry is a good three-point shooter and, and Marcus smart isn't as good as him and also the um the thirty million dollars that separate them financially as well.
1: <laughs> I mean that that's definitely that's definitely a,
0: a huge um difference maker.
1: low man. I get it. All right, you've you've lost five thousand dollars betting on the Raptors. Let it Def- go, definitely, man. Definitely,
0: definitely, never gonna bet on them like that. Let
1: let it go. And you, and you know, and you know. What's so it crazy.
0: It let me go t- go. let me let me keep it a buck with y'all. Even though I had, even though oh, I was scary. like in the back Mike of my mind, off, man. who, hey, who
1: me? It's my turn to take over the podcast.
0: No, nah, no, I'll say I'll, I'll say this real quick. I'll say this real quick. Oh. Even even though I had the um. The, even though I said the Raptors are gonna make it, bro, I lowkey had I lowkey picked the um Cavs to make it past y'all on our bracket. Oh yeah, challenge.
1: sure, yeah, no, I lowkey did too, yeah, no doubt. And
0: the, and the bracket challenge, go look at, go look at it, bro. I put I picked this the Cavs to be um beat the Raptors. No, running you
1: running. created different brackets. If I created four brackets, yeah,
0: one of them would be right too. Low genius. No, literally, my 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 one bracket, I have the Cavs beat number. Congratulations, man. When
1: I play March Madness, man, I just guess a bunch of times and. Believe it or not, I low key had some of the teams winning too. You sounds stupid, man. Of course, yeah. If you make different. Right, let me on.
0: let me let me go let me go to brachiology right now. Let me see who let me see where you at right now.
1: Yeah, hey, I'm probably I'm probably up there. And no, go ahead go,
0: go, go ahead, go ahead, go do what you gotta do, bro. Say say what you want to talk about with the uh the Celtics series, man.
1: Celtics in uh six. I feel I feel good that I'm right about the Celtics. A lot of my a lot of my judgments about uh playoff basketball come from the regular season. I know a lot of people hate. Oh, but it's just a regular season, and the playoffs is different, and everything that happened in the past is bound to happen again. When i seen these Celtics work in the in the end of the regular season, even without Kyrie, man, I knew for a fact that that team was nice. Now, I didn't know they were nice enough to beat the 76ers, who were at uh, the end of the season on a 16-game winning streak. That I had no idea about. But if you even had them beating the Bucks, you need to reevaluate re- how you judge uh, regular season teams, man. Some people pretend like it has zero significance just because teams like the Raptors uh, end up choking even with a good performance. But most of the time, man, I'm telling you, bro, it adds up. Uh, though, I mean, unless you're a Boston fan, I don't think anybody had a move to the conference finals. Uh, I'm really happy that they did uh, for multiple reasons. And I am not even, I actually hate the Boston Celtics. I grew up a Kobe fan, so I have no reason to like that team. But they're fun to watch. You mentioned Jason Tatum. Man, I have you is there such thing as a polished rookie? He looks like a polished rookie low. Jason Ontario's here is hitting his shots. They just look like they mesh and the chemistry is on point. But more importantly, their defense was so fantastic. They were making the 76ers look like a look like a uh what's that what's that thing you guys do in the United States low where like uh little kids get get on these teams and then they just try and run the score up. What's that called? Uh I don't know what you're talking about right now. Like, it's it's not rep. It's not AAA rep. It's, it's like, it's, this is, this is, this is. A, somebody else listen to what I'm talking about. They made them look like a, a collegiate team. Let me put it like that. Like, they, they didn't really belong there. They were turning the ball over left and right when it mattered. And every single time, it was the Celtics swooping in, taking advantage. Like, I mean, you could argue some of their shots weren't hitting, but why weren't they hitting? They were closing out on most of the attempts. The rotations were on point. And this is a team led by incredibly young players. And there's, there's a few veterans, you know, like Al Horford out there. It's just, it's incredibly impressive, man. But low, uh, I was watching game five, man. And part of me was thinking, yo, it is not unreasonable to assume that this team can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. If the Pacers were able to clamp down the Cavaliers, where really only was only LeBron scoring and, and making moves on the offensive end, and I don't see how this better defensive team in the Celtics can't do the same thing. Now it could be a, it could be a situation where it's straight confidence, right? Now the Raptors got destroyed. Cavaliers have confidence and they're moving in, you know, sweeping. They have rest now. It could be that, but hey, I wouldn't be surprised if they took it to six or seven. Man, let me say that. I do still think the Cavaliers will end up winning, and then probably losing like five to the Warriors, but. Uh, it'll be a repeat of last year, it seems like. <laughs> it um, seems like.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't... It wouldn't be surprising if the Celtics made it a little bit more interesting than I think a lot of people um believe. I think what you were trying to talk about is AAU. That's what I think you were trying to talk about.
1: That's exactly what yeah. I was trying to talk about, yes. Because I,
0: like, I don't know what... They
1: made him look like an AAU team, Lo. Out there just turning the ball over, throwing it against your teammates' back. You know, it's just fumbling
0: with the basketball. The pressure was serious, man. Um. Yeah, I, I think that um, the Celtics are, are probably good enough to to make it a little bit more interesting, just because of how well coached they are and they have some pieces that be able to switch off on LeBron and give him some problem. And they're a very smart team. However, um, I think because how hot some of the role players got in the Raptor series, that's probably going to carry over to the Celtics series. And it may just start bleeding over. So I I think that's probably the biggest reason why I think that um it's not going to be as close as it probably should be. However, I will say this though as well. Um Man, I'm 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 kinda upset that Kyrie is hurt right now because we just got robbed of easily the one of the most interesting, you know, plot lines or one of the mo- more interesting stories that we would have gotten over the last three or four years if Kyrie was able to leave LeBron and then still make it to the conference finals without LeBron and then meet LeBron in the conference finals. And then if he beat LeBron, that's a that's an overrated
1: storyline to be honest with
0: you. That's an overrated storyline. You're crazy. You're absolutely crazy cuz I vividly remember in the offseason how so many people were like, "Oh, Kyrie he's a so selfish" He, he doesn't want to play with LeBron no more. Those are just, those are just angry LeBron fans. He they just, lost
1: their second best player.
0: He, he, he had it so easy. He, you just can't go anywhere and go on a team that's going to be able to make it to the, to the finals every year. And it's like, uh, but he's on one of those teams that could easily make it to the finals every year for the next several seasons. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, but, um. Okay. I'm going to ask a question, though. What's that? Even
1: if Kyrie came back, bro, how much better would that team be, man? Like. They're hitting on all cylinders. They they would have a closer in Kyrie, of course, a three-point shooter, a creator, but he's not a good defender. Who does he have to defend on the Cavs? The whole team, man. George Hill was lighting it up against the Raptors. Y'all are trash, man. Y'all are trash. What do you want? What do you want me to say?
0: Y'all are George Hill. I said y'all are trash. Oh, okay.
1: So you're just gonna. So basically, you're saying. Kevin Love, George Hill, Kyle Corver, they were Smith did great against the Raptors, but won't happen against the Celtics because the Raptors are trash.
0: I think the Celtics are a better coached team. We just sat there and said that. Oh yeah, we, we agree on that. Okay, so so and on the def- on the defensive end. You're going to be able to get a lot more cohesiveness from but, the But you're from missing the Celtics.
1: point. I said if Kyrie comes
0: back. And yeah, you're, like, you're I mean, it's, it's, but it's, you don't think but it's George a, Hill can attack Kyrie, man? No, I don't. It's a, it's a team effort though on a defensive Jeez. end. That's probably the, that's part of the reason why you just don't know that much about basketball. It's, no, it's it's it's, 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 it's a team effort because there's a lot of players that are on, not, maybe not a lot, but there are definitely a few players on the Celtics that I don't think are, that are that great defensively, but they look much better because of the, the unit that they have around them, and everyone is on, is on a string together defensively. However, I I'm don't— I'm just
1: saying, at point guard, if you're causing a lot of breakdowns, no matter how perfect nope, your rotations might be— I don't, I don't, I don't, think, I don't be. think
0: George Hill's blown by him enough anyway. So, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. George Hill isn't good what enough. Have, have, George Hill isn't good enough to just blow by Kyrie consistently for that to be a problem. Good enough?
1: <laughs> uh, You're you treating Kyrie like uh, his name is Bruce no, Bowen. No, no, no. It's bitch. just,
0: it's just no. <laughs> You're treating George Hill like he's someone that Bruce Bowen have a problem with staying in front of. No, George, nah. George Hill just isn't that good at a, good enough of a player for there to be like that much of a problem. And the only, only reason why he looked that good is because your team is trash. That's the only reason why.
1: All right, we're about to find out there, man. If George Hill is Kyrie there. Kyrie is a there. What are you talking about? I know, but I'm saying in general, if George Hill plays the next series. We'll say, actually, it will be an interesting series. Because, honestly, Lo, I don't know if it's as much as, like, one team is better than the other or your team is trash and my name is Lo and I'm a Lakers fan and I have nothing to celebrate, so I hate on all the other teams. I think, I think honestly, though, it might just be that the Cleveland Cavaliers just have this uncanny confidence and I don't know about you, Lowe. When I'm at the wreck, man, and I have, when you start to knock shots down, bro, you got this confidence, and you know you've been saucing that, you, you played that guy before, in the intramurals. and you did, you destroyed him. Then you know you're gonna destroy him again, so you bought, you, you just play your game. But we weren't, you don't, you don't we have to G1. But
0: we weren't saying it in the first round, though. What do you mean? We weren't sitting here saying that they had all the confidence in the world in the first round when they got, took the seven games, and they were missing all their shots. Right, right, right. So a lot of so, a lot of just has to do with the fact that like the Raptors were just terrible defensively and they were getting wide they, open. They they were,
1: but some. I mean, because Lo, you do you remember when LeBron in Game Three was just going off? Yeah, but those, those, are, out, those was, are
0: outliers though. Those are outliers. We're not
1: talking. They're about not that. outliers because his name is LeBron and he was doing it throughout the series. Where you were like, yeah, how do you defend this guy? Like, what are you? You're doing everything you possibly can. There's some instances, of course, where there was just breakdowns. Of course, a lot of it, I think, had to do with Serge Ibaka. Come on, man. That is, that is, that is poor analysis to just chalk that up to the Raptors being trash. George Hill's not going to cause a problem whatsoever. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. The second Jared Smith, Kyle Korver, Kevin Love start hitting their shots, it opens up the world. And those guys, Kevin Love was playing like he might have been a Timberwolf again. You see him in the post, low Just Getting rebounds and pushing folks out the way. I mean, well, honestly, that that, I, that
0: that happens when the, the game plan is switch on everything and put C.J. Miles on Kevin Love. I mean, that's what happens. No,
1: but that wasn't the only reason why, man. Come on, that was bro. no, no. <laughs> like, game,
0: what game was that? A game two or three when Kevin Love had a great. Talk game? about outliers. Okay. All right. I mean, hey, man, I I just, I don't, I don't think they're going to have, I think the Celtics will put up a better fight than the Raptors. And that's, and that's obviously the Raptors got swept. What, what
1: kind of standard is that, man? <laughs> I mean, what, but what I'm
0: saying is if, if you're going off of what you just saw last round, I don't think that's something that you're going to consistently see in the next round. That's what I'm saying.
1: I, yeah. So like this, I mean, the part of the reason why they won 4-1 against the 76ers is because the Celtics closed out. And you know they do a fantastic play, throw it into Horford inside to seal the game. And it's like that's that's just imagine that, lo. Instead of that Van Fleet play where you throw it into five seconds left or you don't double team LeBron when it could be a game winner. Like all these mistakes Dwayne Casey made late game. Yo, mm, uh, Brad Dwayne, Stevens Dwayne
0: just, Casey, all right, all
1: right. Brad Stevens is just out there cruising. Just and he's out there on his pad just writing up plays. And then his team is just going out there. So I think that is the difference. I think that this uh Boston Celtics especially proven in these playoffs that they know how to close. So that might be the difference. Uh I really hope it's an interesting interesting series, man. It'd be a shame because we could both agree, though, the two best teams in the league uh are gonna be playing each other in the next series, and that is the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. So I really hope that the Eastern Conference has an equally interesting matchup, but We'll see. There's a lot of variables. And, I want to talk about the one state series. I'm gonna say also. and as
0: we get over there, I don't think it I don't think there's not gonna be another interesting series for the rest of the playoffs or the rest of the yeah. postseason. Because I don't I don't think that I don't think Houston has a chance. I really don't think Houston's gonna be that good. <laughs> I just so Curry's
1: don't. back and now Chris Paul is on the Rockets. So that changes things. Low man, how you see this series playing out?
0: Five, maybe six games. And if it goes to six, one of the games are going to be, maybe even two of them will be a blowout. I, I the way that the, the, Rockets play, I just don't see how that, that works. And I've said it multiple times that that style of basketball, I don't think that that's a, a, a great style of basketball. And I think that Eve, I'll go as far as saying the way that, um, D'Antoni coaches, it works in a regular season and it works great for him and he gets wins and there's certain players and guards, especially that get their numbers inflated, so that's great. But in the playoffs, it's been pretty proven that it's not gonna work. And the dynamic that him that James Harden and Chris Paul has have gained from one another over this year has been pretty impressive and it's been pretty interesting to kinda figure out how they're gonna work well with one another while going up against a team like um like the Warriors. But I I just don't I I don't I don't know how I don't know how that's gonna really work out with them. Because you still have to, you still have to figure out what you're going to do with Kevin Durant. And you still have to figure out what you're going to do with Clay Thompson. Because if you're, if the answer for Curry is Chris Paul, which that hasn't really worked out either in, in the past, um, in, in the past what? few years. If the answer for, in the
1: past few years that Chris Paul's on the Rockets, man.
0: No, no, I'm, t- I'm talking about when he was on the Clippers and they had regular season bouts. So Why are, are you
1: bringing up that for me? No, man? That's no a totally different team. No,
0: but what I'm saying is, well, one, Chris Paul was older. I mean, younger at that point. But what I'm just saying is, if the answer for Curry is Chris Paul, that still doesn't account for Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. And so, I mean, we're we now have to.
1: Look. I, I hate when you do this, man. When you boil everything down to individual, I mean,
0: but not, but not only that. I also before I sat there and said that I also said coaching. Like I don't think that the way that Dan Tony coaches and that that style that he he coaches in, I don't think that's conducive of winning a lot of playoff series. And I don't, and I think this series is where it's going to end. And I don't, I just don't see how it's going to be that interesting.
1: All right, uh, I I disagree with you on an, quite a bit of things. I do think. The Warriors won, and I I also do think the Warriors will make it look easy. Uh as good as the Rockets are, I really do hope the Rockets end up winning. But the Golden State Warriors are just two D's to ever let that happen. It just won't. I, I think it's incredibly simple though. I the Houston Rockets just have to outshoot the Golden State Warriors. And what the that Houston simple? Rockets prove
0: is that simple though?
1: It is. Because a lot of what Houston doesn't really take a I mean, I know for a team that's very analytical-based and everything is down to percentages, a corner three is the best shot, and then, of course, an open layup is a great shot. For for a team like that, they take a lot of contested shots. You know, James Harden, only for a fantastic three-point shooter, his percentage is pretty low. And that goes throughout the team. Players like Eric Gordon Ryan Anderson are perfectly fine taking contested shots. And when they hit, like they've been hitting over the course of the regular season— You have no doubts that no team can compete with these guys and they are the best team in the league.
0: Nope. I disagree. But I disagree, but go ahead.
1: Over the playoffs, they've proved that that has been inconsistent for them. So the reason you drop a game to the Timberwolves and the reason there's a quick little scare against the Utah Jazz, even though those are two teams you should be making easy work of is that you guys aren't shooting well. And so a lot of that. Damn, Lowe, what's up with the, I hear an echo, man. I think that's just you, bro. Nah, it can't be me. I have the same setup all the time. You hear Echo right now? Nah, I disappeared. Basically, what I'm trying to say is this. If Houston Rockets can shoot fantastic for four games, they will win. The Golden State Warriors are a good defensive team, so they'll make that difficult on them. But I wouldn't ever count the Rockets out. I just know that nobody beats the Warriors. I right? You learn something early on in life, man, is to never count out the Warriors even though I'm gonna be so honest with you, even if Curry wasn't playing this series, I think they would win. I,
0: I agree, but it would definitely be harder though. It would be I think it would be game seven without Curry. Yeah, it would be, but I still think the Warriors would win. But the, the thing is with, with the whole like them shooting better, they haven't really been shooting that great this this um playoffs because uh Trevor Reza, like you said, Eric Gordon, um Luke Mute, even though he's not really known for his three point shooting, it, that definitely was an aspect to his game that he added that made him a little bit more valuable. They've struggled. And then you have certain games where James Harden struggles as well from behind the arc. And so it can go up and down and Gerald Green, he'll go up and down and hot and he'll go cold. And the, the problem with the, that style of play is just so dependent on James Harden and Chris Paul. And I, I just don't know. I don't think that Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant and Draymond as defenders, I don't know if they're going to bite on the same things that, that they've been. And I mean, this is the same thing that's been going on with, with James Harden in the postseason anyway. That he, when he gets in the postseason and he matches up against great defensive teams and players, they don't bite on the same thing that other, uh, other teams they bite on all the time. So the Euro steps, the, the, um, the ridiculous calls that he gets from behind the arc, those things, they just don't happen in the postseason as much because the refs allow a little bit more physical play happening. and, and it's, again, it's better
1: refs too. Yeah, it's, like, it's better refs. Just yeah. like the, just like the players, the refs have like an elimination system. Yeah. So like the ref who gets the most calls moves on. So like you get refs that aren't missing as many calls, uh, as you move on. Though interestingly enough, the only player on the Rockets this playoff shooting over 40% is P.J. Tucker, a player who you wouldn't consider a, a great three-point shooter, is usually just spotting up in the corner and being left open because there's extra attention being sent towards and, either Chris Paul or James Harden. And, James Harden is shooting 40% from the field. Eric Gordon is shooting 34% from the field. You have players like Gerald Green still shooting 40%. Lucas Sharp and mute shooting 33%. Well, Ger- like, Gerald Green like, shooting
0: 40% isn't that big of a deal because almost all his shots are from behind the arc. So that's not that big. I of mean, I and it's and it's he's saying, shooting 34 from three. So that's that, but that's he, I'm just really because what they have to do is shoot like over 35, 30, 38. Like they have to shoot range. like 37 as a team. Yeah, like that. That's what they I have think. to aim for. And I don't. I, and here's the thing. I don't even think they they'll win even doing that. I think I don't think that there'll be enough firepower. I will. If they shoot 37 percent from behind the arc as a team, I still don't think they're gonna win.
1: But if if you're shooting that good of a percentage, right, and I think all of that starts with James Harden, who's of course taking the highest frequency of shots. How you really have to be giving up like 120 plus a game to start losing that? Yeah, and, and,
0: and, that and they really can just, and they can do that. Oh, they can definitely do that.
1: I don't I don't think you, you're gonna allow that to happen for four games though. If if the Rockets are if they improve their shooting, it's I don't how could they lose? Like it it had to be a lot of other things going wrong. For that to be the case, man. And I just don't see that happening. By the way, on a side note, Lo, there was uh, some reports that Clint, Clint Capello is going to get max offers from the Clippers.
0: Which is <laughs> ridiculous. Yo, we got we, to is- be sometime soon. We got to spend some time talking about um, the money that's about to be thrown around this, this offseason. Because um, this, this offseason was not supposed to be like a big free agent year. I think next year is supposed to be a bigger one. But for whatever reason there's just players is getting that's getting thrown some offers that I don't think should be getting thrown offers. But um yeah, I've, I've heard that too. Also, I know this is definitely off topic, but when when Wiggins received that contract this year, wasn't that wasn't that crazy? Why didn't the Timberwolves just wait to see what he was gonna do? And if they felt like because he was maxed, then they would just match whoever gave him max. It's it's for I
1: think plenty uh it's I guess it's for
0: continuity, right? Like, if you got a guy, Wiggins, (laughs) who cares about Wiggins? If he don't, if he get upset that we didn't give him an extension one year earlier, I I get that. Which low? Which He believes
1: he's a franchise player. uh, He can believe. He can believe
0: all he wants to. He may believe in Santa Claus. I don't mean, but I get that
1: you think that. But if you're a team, you don't want to. You want to keep good relationships. So most of the time, they try and sign him as quick as possible. But sometimes it doesn't happen. He's still a restricted free agent. You're right. They'd have ended up having to pay him whatever he wanted based on what the market was asking for. If the Raptors offered Max for him, they would have to offer Max to keep him. But not only that, but not only that, that. But here's the
0: thing. If the Raptors or whoever, right? If the Nets offer Max, then you just let him go because it's stupid to pay him Max once you've, reg- once you realize what type of it. player but he is. But you're missing
1: the point. Do you remember, who, like, just pretend the season never happened, though. Like Wiggins was like he had a lot more hype.
0: But that's what I'm saying with 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 this season in context because I wouldn't give him max if we're going into a season where he's going to be the third option and I don't necessarily know how he's going to react to him being the third option. And so if he excelled in that in that role, then yeah, then fine we can give him the max. But if we're going into a season. Where he's going to, and he's going to be a different player in a different role. And we got Jimmy Butler and a whole bunch of other players, and our expectations are different from where they once were. Then I need to hold off on me trying to figure out what he's actually worth. Because I don't even think no one would have given him max money after this season he had. This they would have. And if, if like this, if, the, if, the if, if, if they would have. If they would have. But if they would have, then let him
1: get the money then. Let him get the money. Who but cares? Imagine that situation, Lowe, where, Wiggins is no longer on the Timberwolves. Like, I get that you think he's not a good player or whatever, but that's a hit, man. How was, at a this was supposed to be that a hit? How was that a hit? Yeah, this is supposed to be that whole tag team combo with him, Carl, and the yeah, Town. No it can't be a
0: tag team tombo, combo if one of them don't show up. That's a handicap. I mean, That's a handicap match the right out. there. That's a handicap match. I mean, match.
1: let's be fair. Both of them didn't show up in the play but playoffs. But even
0: in the regular season, I didn't really see that much of um, Wiggins. That's a handicap match. Yeah, That's agreed. a handicap match right there, man.
1: But it's one of those situations like one with uh, Kyle Lowry, where you just pay him and figure it out later. Like, you lose a player like that. really. It sounds like
0: bad general managing. That's what that sounds like. And, it, 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 and then it isn't. And it also. It's, 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 you don't know the future. You never know how a no. player is going to perform. And it, and it also. And it also sounds like, coach. Uh, not coaches. Excuse me. General managers giving players contracts just simply based off of their name without assessing their actual value as an individual, because that's definitely happened as well. And if that's the case, a, then do you remember like do you remember the conversation low when he got traded from the Cavaliers of like
1: how insane that was and everybody was like whoa the Cavaliers are gonna regret it yeah and yeah, I, I think that, they yeah. would have if they didn't win a ring I think that kind of just alleviated everything so had they not won the ring and came back from three one it it, it would have been a catastrophic mistake
0: to throw away. The potential future of the mm, team. I can't say catastrophic because that's, I mean, it's not like Wiggins is going to make that much of a the difference. the first overall pick, man. It's, it's, not, like, it's, but, catastrophic. I mean, it's not like Wiggins is going to make that big of a difference as the first overall pick. I mean, we we don't know what he'd be like in a, in a different
1: environment. He might be worse. Case, he might
0: be worse playing with LeBron. He might
1: be, but he might also be better. I, I, I doubt, I doubt he'd be better playing
0: with LeBron. I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt he'd be worse playing with LeBron. Because look, looking at the way he's playing right now, I, just, I don't know. <laughs> Wiggins, I don't know if LeBron could save him.
1: So, I want to ask you, because you asked the question to DeRozan, what kind of team would want a player like Wiggins? Um, A desperate team. But, like, give me an example of a team. Like, Detroit is pretty desperate, so Detroit.
0: <laughs> you don't think Stanley Johnson's doing it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. Detroit's pretty desperate. Dallas is pretty pretty desperate. Um Sacramento's pretty desperate. Those teams. They have they have Buddy though. Yeah, and they're desperate. Put Buddy but they have a put at Buddy position. at the point. No, put Buddy at the point. He's supposed to be the next Curry, right? Remember that?
1: Yeah, I do remember that. So, put him at the point. Uh On, on that note, though, we we both agree that <laughs> barring insane circumstances, the Golden State Warriors are going to win. Uh, who do you have moving on from the Cavaliers series Then, in how many games? I have the Cavs in five. Okay. I have the Cavs in six. I want to say seven, but I'll be safe and say six.
0: And I have, oh, yeah, and it's LeBron lose. Oh, my goodness. That would be <laughs> – No, nah, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to – We're not going to You going – We're not going to entertain that. Um, Man, you, you were plotting, my guy. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not going to entertain that. Um, Warriors in five. Five.
1: I also say Warriors in five, uh, which is crazy. Uh, going into the season, I was really optimistic about the, the Houston Rockets, but they haven't given me much to be optimistic about in the playoffs. And I, it, you gotta, you gotta convince me that somehow they'll just click and begin to shoot better as a team in the playoffs. And they might, you know, barring the, they might just step up under pressure and do, but I mean, it's the Warriors at the end of the day. You know, even if it gets pushed to seven, I still think they'll win. Assuming no injuries, of course. Thank God, hurry, uh, Curry is back healthy. It'd be a huge asterisk on this series if, uh, the Houston Rockets won, but Curry wasn't
0: there, you know? Uh, yeah, it will be. Also, um, shout out to, shout out to Stan Van Gundy. He got fired. <laughs> you lost your job. <laughs> I actually like him, even though he Yo, did a bad job, I, I believe. Told, I, I've been telling y'all, Van Gundy is, was not that good of a coach. Or he definitely wasn't that good of a general manager.
1: <laughs> what do you think about Jeff Van Gundy? You think he could be a coach?
0: No. Um. Uh, all them, all them older coaches from like the early two thousands and nineties. No, they can't coach in today's NBA because their their mental isn't isn't able to process what's going on in the league right now. Apparently. So, but like
1: this this coach,
0: like, how about Greg Pop? He's an except. I mean, he's literally the exception. Well, I don't, I don't
1: know about that
0: man. He is the exception. What? I'm trying to think of an old ass coach right now. You let me know when you think of that part, player, uh, or excuse me, that coach. Um but yeah it's Van Gundy. <laughs> Yo what was the all podcasts, man? Uh, Van Gundy try to sit here and make Andre Drummond Dwight Howard. Then <laughs> got Blake Griffin. I guess he's supposed to be Healy Turkaloo. Van Gundy's still living in two thousand and ten. <laughs> Van Gundy, get out your bubble, cuz you don't know what you're doing. Why? What is up with you today, man? I'm just saying, Van, because Gu- I said in the beginning of the season that Van Gundy, he's just not that good of a coach, man. He's just not that good of a coach. All right,
1: I, I might agree with you after what happened uh, in <laughs> in Detroit, and then Did and he, then lose he lost, his whole job. Yeah, he lost, he lost, he, he lost, lost everything,
0: his... and that's a, and that's a, okay. and that's a crazy part too. Van Gundy, in the middle of the season, was like, "Right, I know y'all gonna fire me, so let me go ahead and just screw y'all over and get Blake Griffin." No,
1: actually, I saw reports that uh, Jeff Van Gundy, like, surprisingly, wasn't, like... A- as much as you might want to pin it on him, a lot of people in the organization wanted to make that move. You mean, so you mean Stan Van Gundy? It was... I'm just telling you what the report said, man. No, but you said... No, you initially said, you, you you'd just think...
0: said Jeff means Stan Van Gundy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Because you'd think that, like, they wouldn't... If they knew they were probably going to move him the next year, unless something interesting happened, like... Especially if they don't make the playoffs... They wouldn't let him make a trade, thrown away to flies. That, that's his not, Harris that's not the Bradley. first
0: that's not the first time this happened because Isaiah Thomas did the exact same thing with the Knicks. Where they were <laughs> they were on they were on the border of uh, trading Isaiah Thomas and Isaiah Thomas was like, Man, forget this. And just made I think he I think it was the Eddie Curry trade. And it was like, bro, this man, this man just messing up the whole organization. But man, that man they fired this man after he done messed them up so he doesn't even have to even deal with that mess. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know it was a Because a
1: lot of it, we take it as an L, but if you're fired in the middle of your contract, you are getting paid for work over the next however long your contract was. For
0: work you didn't do. We should be celebrating them. They're securing the bag. Shout out to Larry Brown, because he definitely did the exact same thing with the Knicks. He got fired, and then Isaiah Thomas was like, man, he got fired as a coach, and Isaiah Thomas wasn't trying to pay him the money that he got paid And Larry Brown was like, nah, you definitely gonna get this. Oh, you definitely gonna make these checks out to me. So I don't know what, why you bugging? So yeah, shout out to Larry Brown. He did that. But, um, yeah, Van Gundy got fired. So that's what's up. Indeed, he did. Uh, low, I felt weird because
1: I thought that like, you know how the second, the first round ended? The second round was underway before the first round even ended, but this second round ended. And they, isn't there
0: no games till Sunday or am I tripping? Yeah, there's no games until Sunday, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Why would they do that? Why because would they, they rush the I mean, first because round? Know,
0: because they didn't know, or well, some of the first round, some of the first rounds went longer than expected. So they, they they're on a schedule. And so everything is kind of set up for just in case there's a game seven, then we push it back that far. But if not, then we're going to just, I mean, there's just breaks because everything is kind of just set up on the TV and, and, things are set up um the tv scheduling and the scheduling for the arenas for them not to have their games until this you know whatever amount of games have been played so you know they can't they can't rush it now they have to just wait
1: yeah also if that team has a uh if a city also has a team in the nhl playoffs on top of concerts and events yeah. like and the nba is basically putting the facilities on the spot they're like yeah we're going to tell you a few days before we're going to host an event where 20,000 people show up to your facility and you guys are going to figure it out all right cool sounds good
0: um oh yeah um well we already said it but mike mike got fired from the hawks and i feel like somebody else got fired Coaches. Dwayne Casey, we didn't talk about him. No, I mean, we did. <laughs> no, we definitely talked about Trash Casey. Um, who else? I feel like it was somebody else, but I guess not. No, nope, there's no one else, man. So,
1: uh, I guess
0: closing... closing... I mean, the
1: Knicks, the Knicks picked up a coach, but that's about it. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, the draft is... Uh, or not the draft, the lottery is Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah, it is Tuesday. I sounded sarcastic when I said that. I'm actually interested.
1: Uh, <laughs> even though the Raptors haven't been in the in the lottery for a while, it might need
0: to be because y'all trash. Are you done? Are we are we doing the podcast? are We gonna give our um our highlight player. Oh, Lo, you gotta you gotta just
1: say something positive about uh all the teams
0: OG, that got eliminated o- OG, in the playoffs. OG looks really good. As for no about the
1: teams, doing. not the players.
0: Oh, about the team. I gotta say something good about the Raptors as a team.
1: I, I believe in you, man. You could do no, it. There's
0: no way. Um, yo, uh, my highlight player of the, uh, of the pod. Yo, low, man. What? We're trying to end the podcast on a positive note. This is, that's what the, that's the whole purpose of the highlight player. What the hell? Any, anyway. Damn. But before I was rudely interrupted, my highlight player of the podcast is, um, is Jason Tatum, man. He, he's been looking great as a rookie. So far you know I, I definitely feel like this this year is something that people will reference when we talk about how great Jason Tatum is or the career that he potentially can have and we, we may, we'll be able to kind of go back to this um this see this season and really get a better understanding of um the type of player that we we've seen created right before our eyes also we didn't really talk about it too much but Utah they did get knocked out and um Donovan Mitchell didn't have the greatest series. Um, shooting wise, he had a, he had a stretch where he was shooting great. We really even talk about that at all because Chris Paul had like a um, a forty point, ten assist, zero turnover game to close out the um series. Uh,
1: my highlight player goes to the
0: Cavaliers' role players. Thinking, to Chris for Paul. F- I just thought about this. <laughs> what, what am I thinking? Shout out for to Chris for
1: Paul. finally stepping <laughs> up in the playoffs. If they have any shot of winning a championship, they're going to need all those guys to step if up they have every any single shot of game. to
0: play a championship, Curry has to get hurt. Jesus, low Why you got to
1: See, exactly when I try to end on a positive note, Low has to say something that reckless. I mean, you're basically just
0: lying, though. You're talking about if the role players step up. No, nah. I'm saying
1: if Kevin Love, Jared Smith, uh, Kyle Korver, mm, George mm-hmm, Hill, mm-hmm, if uh, Larry Nance, mm-hmm. bro, if that whole... The entire
0: team is is clicking. If they step I'm up, just saying, if they Lord. step up, they still losing to the Warriors, bro.
1: <laughs> I can't give a highlight player of the day and make it positive no more.
0: Right, you, hey, you if you, just you gave a is, highlight team. Oh my god. You just gave a no. whole team, bro.
1: I didn't give this podcast a nickname, man. <sighs> You're trash. You know what to give, it. you know what I give. Do- you know what
0: to give him to him. You know what they do. You know what to say
1: I right, thank you guys for listening, man. If you guys Run, haven't stop, already, stop. yo,
0: shout out to everybody listening to the pod. There's another episode of All Top Podcast, better known as the Raptors.
1: <laughs> you mean to say LeBronto? Jesus, I can't even get you.
0: LeBron y'all y- 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 the LeBrontos?
1: <laughs> Otherwise known as Lakers not making the, the playoffs in if- the next couple years. If you guys sweeps. enjoyed Drop a five star. Hey, thank you guys Yo, for showing love, man. Yo, y'all the tomato
0: sweets, bro. Y'all got, y'all got two mascots. A broom and a dustpan, bro. We'll catch that's you guys crazy. later,
1: man. We're out. That's Peace.
0: crazy.
1: I got you, man. I got
0: you. Flo here with a really weird word. Buttery. Buttery? It's not quite butter. It's, it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery. A shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird. Flowtection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.